Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to TF&P. 30 flirty and perishing with me, Sophie Lyons, and the fabulosity, f- feisty f- fool, <laughs> Clara Kavna. <laughs> Sorry, you're not a fool. Clara, how are you? I kind of like that. I'm very well, Sophie. Thank you so much. Anytime, 30 flirty and perishing is what the ladies, what the gays, what the theys, as Clara says, are talking about at brunch tables, in the park, picnic benches, changing rooms all across the globe, pop culture, we're on the pulse. Anything we hear, we immediately take our little notepads and little pens, make a little few notes and lick our finger and then we flip over the pages and then we do a record (laughs) and then it goes in your ears soon after. You know, somebody in a recent review, someone described us as the chats that go on in the bathroom of a nightclub. And I couldn't agree more. Oh, I like that. Like drunk chats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. The heated debates on everybody's lips. That's what TF&P is. Obviously, there's some scandals, some ongoing scandals. But we're talking about some fresh summer content today. And we're very excited to bring that to you. But first of all, Clara, let's kick off with J'adore and J'test. Which are you J'adoring or J'testing? I'm J'adoring babies. Woo! I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Babies! Now, my two best friends have had two babies. No, one each. I mean, Jess and Rory, welcome to little baby Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Wee baby Daniel, the cutest little baby ever. And then almost like a month later, my other best friend, Ash, welcomed another boy, little baby Lennon. Oh my God, j'adore the name. So welcome to the world, Daniel and Lennon. Like they're automatically best friends. So I'm quite jealous and can't wait to meet them. So I'm going home in August. So can't wait. Because there is a lot of variables to make your kids be able to be friends. I know. And now they have like maternities together. It's wild. It's going to be, I'm so That's jealous. my dream to have a joint maternity with someone I like. Someone to cry with, someone to share puke stories with. Just go on kind of afternoon, like trinket strolls and like you both get a cookie. Mm, yeah. Someone to share like puke stories with. <laughs> yeah. That's a lovely J'adore. It's the dream. Yeah. Just welcome, like so many boys. There was a bit of a flush of girls, and now it's boys, and then back to girls. It's just like great. Sorry, yeah. What is it about any baby I've known in the last six to eight months has been a boy? Oh my god, it's such an influx of the buckles. There's something in the water. Is yeah, it's crazy. And so yeah, just so delighted, and so really can't wait to meet them. And it's so lovely to see like your friends' families grow. 
and new chapters begin and get to see your friends go through these amazing life changes. And I'm just so happy for them. So it's just great bursting with joy. I'm just kind of annoyed I'm not in Dublin. Right. So what are you during your testing soaps? I had a lovely evening the other night. I went to see a children's film. It's called Elemental. Oh, I've seen lots of ads for that. It's the new Pixar film. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen a, an animated film in the cinema for so long. And I love a children's film. And mm. it had kind of like an inside out feeling. Lovely. Which apparently they're doing an inside out too, which I'm really excited about. Um, but Elemental was so... It was it was just a tr- pure treat for the eyes. <laughs> and they're, they're so clever, those films. Mm. And it dealt with like some big issues. It dealt with like immigration. Whoa. It dealt with like ghettos, like neighborhood ghettos. It, it dealt with, what's that other thing called? Gentrification, racism. <laughs> I know. The list goes on. I'd love to be a kid growing up these days because you have so many better films to watch that are way more like obviously I loved my childhood and watching like The Lion King over and over again but like the the movies now for kids are like you know there's retellings of The Little Mermaid there's Elemental there's Inside Out there's way more like educational stuff so I I wonder what all these like little brains are going to turn out to be probably way more um, evolved than you or I maybe woke I suppose but like they're born woke. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose there's a happy medium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like just the colours, it's set in this difference, this new city. It's it, uh, There's a train. It's amazing. It's about like kind of the main character is fire and then the other character that enters is water and they can't mix. Oh, elements. There you go. It's brilliant. Anyway, I saw that and that was delish. And then we went up, we saw it in like a members club cinema. Come on. And then we went upstairs to have a drink after. And I'm walking through and then I spot my, one of the biggest crushes I've ever had in recent years. Celebs, celeb crush. Who? I don't, I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but people who watch Drive to Survive, the Formula One series will know him well. It, Daniel Ricardo was sitting there eating his dinner. Oh my, I can hear my sister squealing now. She loves that show. I told my friend Aoife because I knew she'd care. But he was just sitting there eating his dinner and I was like, that's not. And then I was like, oh my God. Like I fell in love with him during lockdown. Wow. Because that's when Drive to Survive came out. It was like during COVID. So like, lo- like as in, I obviously am not a Formula One girl. <laughs> anyway, he was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, and then he kind of looked up and I was, I think he was eating some sort of burger. It was just really thrilling. <laughs> I fancied him so much during the COVID and to see him in real life after seeing such a wonderful children's film, it was just such a nice evening. And that's my Jador, a nice summer's night in London. Sleb filled summer's night. No, very compact. I knew he wouldn't be that tall. And he has to fit in that little car. They're tiny. Like you have to be under a certain weight. Like obviously not jockey tiny, but he was just as gorgeous as I thought he'd be. Oh my God, how amazing. Very gels. Just eating kind of like uh, on a pretty like, I know it's a members club, but still like it was a pretty wide open corner of a room that you to wrap around to go to the rest of the restaurant and no one was like accosting him 
No. I was about to, but then I thought Sophie. No. Be cool. Be cool. Speaking of sleb-filled summer nights in London, my mom was here last weekend, had the best time ever. Oh, tell me. Annie, yeah, we just had such a good time. Um, she got to see the flat. Renault week is over. We have carpets. We have a couch. We have Wimbledon on. We're able to not eat dinner on our bed as a table. Yum. It's just civilization. Humanity has returned to my home and I'm so happy. Oh yeah, so we go out for dinner on the Friday night. We're in Soho. It's hustling. It's bustling. Who's sitting at the table? One table over. But Miss Lily Allen. Having dinner. Shut up. I know. Having dinner with Harry Enfield. You know, like Kevin and Perry go large. He's like an old kind of British comedic actor. Oh, with the big thick glasses. Yes. I first noticed him because he moved to sit closer to us. And I was like, Harry, like... Watch it, Harry. Calm down. I'm just a regular person like you. <laughs> yeah, just like you. Just relax. Lily's back was to me. So when I went to the loo to get a closer look, I saw Lily on my return. I was like, what the hell are they to? So obviously our table was like a buzz with like, oh my God, what are they doing? Who are they? Blah, blah, blah. It makes the Daily Mail. Weirdly, they forgot to put my photo in there, but whatever. You shut um, up. But <laughs> so Harry Enfield is Lily Allen's ex-stepdad. He was married to her mum for like three years. Oh my God, tell me what she was wearing. Oh, this like, I'll link the actual outfit in, this, in the show notes because the, like, the pap photos are of that night. She was in this like long tie-dye shifty dress it was gorge no makeup stunning tight little blonde bob gorge but like she, i think she's wearing big chunky heels because she's she looked quite tall she's taller than i thought but like still obviously very small and but apparently he so her brother was in game of thrones another fun fact about lily i didn't know and mm. harry enfield based kevin and perry like kevin and perry go large where they go to like ibiza he based Kevin and Perry off Lily Allen and her younger brother, Archie. Alfie. Alfie. Oh. So it's so funny to think, because so, I only watched Kevin and Perry go large recently and I was like, oh God, that's so funny that that's actually just Lily and Alfie. Did you see what they were eating? Pasta. Yeah, it was an Italian restaurant. It was called Bocca di Lupo. Very good if you're oh, yeah. in that side of town it's really young yeah I've heard of that and like all the waiters are Italian and they're really like very Italian and very like I'll order for you you're taking too long you know that attitude which I just love they really take the reins love mm. so there you go is it great Annie had a celeb spot on her visit I know I love that I suppose we should move on to the the meaty part of the episode, shall we? Let's. I think we should be pretty transparent. I think there's been some big news kind of in the last three weeks. There's been like, obviously, the RTE, the questioning at the Oireachtas, that whole thing, which I was glued to. And there was obviously the BBC mm. presenter, big question mark of who it was, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we figured by the time this comes out, that's going to be you know, potentially spoken a lot about already. So we we searched for other inspiration this week. It was difficult. It hasn't been a great time for the national broadcasters of either of these countries at the moment. They're just kind of crumbling. 
No, but I've never felt so political watching those Oireachtas chats. I know, it felt very American. You know the way you can watch like the American government questioning? I felt like, ooh, what's Ryan going to say next? I was talking to my mum being like, the TD such and such. And I don't think she's ever been so shocked in her life that I knew a TD's name. (laughs) I like got political. They had their own agenda. They did. They wanted their spotlight. They didn't ask the right questions. I could talk about their flaws for two hours. <laughs> and can I just, like, just a point. If you're asking someone a question and you're taking 40 seconds to ask it, give them at least 40 seconds to answer. None of this yes, no business. That's not, that's not how life works. Yeah, no, it's not. And it sounds like the new director general is, it doesn't take any of that bullshit. What's his name, Kevin? Sounds like he's going to whip it back into shape because it was sounded like a pretty lawless town there for a good few years. So it's good that people are getting back control. You agree. Moving on to less important and really irritating content that I spent an hour <laughs> listening to yesterday was um, Zayn Malik from One Direction. Mm. Um, so he hasn't done an interview in six years. Yeah, crazy. Just to refresh if you're not sure. He's released music many times, but he's never done press for it because he doesn't have any balls. So he's done a an interview on the Call Her Daddy podcast, which I actually quite like. Mm-hmm. I think she asks like good questions and stuff. And I didn't read reviews or anything. I was like, you know what? I'll go on and I'll listen. And it was just such a bad hour. <sighs> Go on. And like, I've actually avoided it now because I want you to tell me. So just some points. Six years since his last interview and he's living in Pennsylvania. Wild. What? <laughs> Isn't that to be closer to Gigi or something? But surely she doesn't live there. No. So what I'm understood is Pennsylvania is obviously close to New York and I think she's New York based. And throughout the interview, he said when they were living in New York, it was quite chaotic. And so I think this is probably his his version of being close to his baby, obviously, without being in New York. Right. He's an awful interview. Like, he's just, yeah, no. It's like pulling teeth. He's like, so, like, what are your hobbies? Oh, my God. And what are the name of your cats? And he's naming his cats and stuff. Oh, please. And it kind of goes on and on. And I think we can all agree, this is his first interview in six years. All we want to know about is you leaving One Direction. Like, come on. Yeah. That's all I want to know about. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I'd say about 35, 40 minutes of him talking about his cats and his like dogs and all that. Wasn't there a chicken dying? Chicken. Oh, shit. It was kind of sad though. I hope he has, like, people around him or something. Like, I just feel like, who else would be in Pennsylvania with him if he's not with Gigi, do you know? Yeah. It made me kind of sad. It was quite melancholic. Mm, I agree. Yeah, it's it's really, truly very sad. I think, like, you're so right. Like, who's he with? And, like, is he surrounded by good people? I also am annoyed that, like, to hear that, like, he was dancing around the One Direction question and then you don't, you've, are we any clearer to knowing what happened with um, Gigi and their breakup? Like, it just stop talking about your chickens and your cats. Give us some details for an hour. Like, that's a long time. Yeah, it's just, like, you can tell she's, like, trying to make him comfortable because he's so 
he calls himself chilled, but like he just doesn't really say a lot. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, I felt like I remember in the One Direction movie, like they're already close with their mums. And then I'm like, I hope he's still close with his mum. I know. I just think it's that thing when people get that famous that young. There's very few people that walk away from that unscathed. And I think for like yeah. Niall and Harry, it seems to be like they've gotten, like, you know, Niall's like best friends with Lewis Capaldi. It seems like he lives like a lovely, happy, regular life. He's eating his potatoes and he's back in Mullingar every chance he gets. And he loves his golf. Harry Styles is like worldwide phenomenon. His I think his people think he's the next Bowie, like his management, you know, or that kind of like everyone loves him. When I see a feather boa, I think of him. His songs are really catchy. But I think for the other three, what like the poor things like Louis, Liam and Zayn. I just think it's like you're shot to fame at like that young an age. Like Simon Cowell is filling your ego and your boots with all this confidence. And then the kind of the air gets sucked out of it then really quickly. And then you're kind of left in the shadow of like you've already hit your career peak at 17. Like it's... I don't know. It's a hard thing to manage, I think, the aftermath. Yeah, it was just... Anyway, he did answer the One Direction question, which I was assuming there was like a do not ask that. Did he? Yeah. Like he didn't give detail, but he said, which I was like, at least you said something. Yeah. To paraphrase, he basically said there was a lot of politics going on and certain people didn't want to sign contracts. Okay. And basically kind of looked like they were going to go off and do something themselves. And he said he literally was like, I got ahead of the curve. And I was like, I'm getting out of here first. Um, And he was like, I am so competitive. And he obviously saw this sort of, you know, he wanted to get out before anyone got out. Like as in, you know, like I'll dump you before you dump me type thing. Yeah. And then he said there was underlying issues with friendships as well. Yeah, it's hard. I think when you're growing up together, it's like quite hard to, at that time in your life. It's probably a bit hard to all stay on the same page. And also, they all met each other when they were like 16. And now they're what, like 25? Yeah. And you're with each other every day. Mm. Yeah, like they weren't fully, fully grown up humans. It's not like when the Spice Girls met, they were all like, they weren't teenagers. They were like women. Yeah. Independent. So you kind of know who you are a bit more. But he kind of says that. But I also think like uh, with this, with my Simon Cowell hat on, you have Niall going the folky way, Harry going the kind of rocker, Mick Jagger way, Louis just, I don't know, shooting the breeze. But then with Liam and Zayn, I think they were marketed too close as the same thing. But they were, I felt like they were trying to go down the Justin Timberlake route. But like neither of them had the like charisma to back it up. And then it was like two kind of mediocre people doing the same thing. It was never gonna, like Harry has something about him like that star quality. Niall has like, you know, the humbleness and the kind of ne- boy next door thing. Whereas yeah. those two are just a bit like, and even Louis to an extent are just kind of, I feel like Louis never even really tried. I, I'm, this is kind of just my own impression. I don't really know, but it just feels like with... with I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of... And like Liam's spoken so terribly about Cheryl. So I just, I don't have much time for him. And his his ever changing accent, oof. The accent is crazy. Crazy. The plastic surgery. He's been in the headlines recently. It's just, yeah. It just and he's doing interviews like Logan Paul. It's just like, 
Oh no. I just, as you say, who's looking after them? It's not their moms. I know. I feel like no one's, no one's taking care of them. I don't know what it is. I think it's really sad. Yeah. One Direction's need their mommies for sure. Yeah. He did some, I think it was an Instagram story. Like it was this week and he was like, I've been in like a wellness facility and stuff like all really sad stuff. Yeah. But I did get a touch of drama on the Yolanda Hadid restraining order, which I didn't realize he had one until you told me. Yeah. Gigi and her mum, I think, filed a restraining order against Zayn over some kind of physical altercation between Zayn and Yolanda. And then he, yeah, he appealed, they pressed charges and he said no contest, which is kind of admitting guilt without admitting guilt. But did, so did he acknowledge it? Yeah. He basically, I kind of looked it up because she was like, I, uh, you know, I need to ask you this question type of thing. And she was like, why don't you like tell me what's kind of going on basically. And the incident was apparently she came into the house when, sorry, Yolanda came into their house, Gigi and Zane's, when Gigi wasn't there and then obviously ruffled his feathers. Mm. And apparently he called her a fucking Dutch slut and ordered her to stay away from his effing daughter, the court document said. What? Um, and then during the incident, yeah. And then during the incident, he was also accused of grabbing and shoving her. Oh my gosh. I know. Into a dresser, causing mental anguish and physical pain. So, I mean, that's horrific. And then he said, he apparently he to, told Gigi to strap on some fucking balls and defend your partner against your fucking mother in my house. Oh God, Zane, that's not good. Anyway, so he said basically he doesn't want to add to the conversation in the press. And he was like, you know, other people went and told the story. And he basically said he didn't want to add to that story. And that's why he's quiet about it. Yeah, he's just kind of a bit asleep anyway. And he's like... That's ridiculous. I know, but he's just a bit (laughs) asleep. And then he's like talking about the daughter and he's like, oh, she has my affinity for words. You know, she loves reading. She takes after me. Oh, as if. That was kind of the main... I wouldn't advise anyone to listen to it. It made me kind of depressed. <laughs> it was melancholic. You know what those lads... Now, I'm, I I don't mean to equate it in terms of... I'm just drawing a light comparison. But those three One Directioners have the touch of the glee curse about them. It's kind of icky and sad and depressing. Dark. You just... No one's minding them. It's just dark, the whole, yeah. Give them back their moms or like call your mom, Zane. Yeah, I hope they're still in touch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that melancholic. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I want to move on to something more positive because... (laughs) It's summertime and I don't want to talk about Zane anymore. <laughs> yes. I understand, Clara, that you have some lovely summer recommends. 
Yes, I do. So myself and Sophs are on holidays and festival, so we won't have any TFMP for you, but we're going to leave you with a lovely bunch of array of recommendations to set you off into the next few weeks. Very happy, your belly's full, your mind drunk <laughs> with culture and rosé. <laughs> so yes, right. Where shall I begin? There's so many places. I'll start one with a book because I feel like at summertime, everybody's got their nose in the hottest summer read. Slay. And this one was sent to me, Jessica, in the midst of having we, baby Daniel, it had the time to send me this book and three Cadbury's chocolate bars, which I ate in quick succession. Mm. It's Caroline O'Donoghue, our girl fave of sentimental garbage fame. She's just released a book, The Rachel Incident, and it was sent to me and... I'm already on page 40 and I only arrived the other day. Sorry, I have it. I bought it like the weekend it came out and I'm dying to read it. No way. It's so nostalgic. Yeah. So if you grew up in the Celtic Tiger recession days, this is the book for you. It's just taking me straight back to being in college and all the cultural references are so good. Like, And she's really like almost like flippant with them. Like they're so subtle, but they paint such... A 2006 like picture like there's one bit where like she's referring to this guy and he just like flicks his skinny scarf around his neck and it's like that was such a style staple of it of that time so it's very good and um yeah right I'm just really in the mood for that kind of a book it's funny it's well written it's given me loads of like it's a real friendship book it's great no so really recommend that um so Find yourself a book club, get yourself to a bookshop and pick that up. Great Irish writer, nostalgic and funny. I can't wait to get to know her style of writing because I love her, but I don't know her style of writing. Yeah, so she's written a load of like young adult adult books, but then she's I also read her other one, yeah, Promising Young Women. But it's she's different to Dolly Alderton in the sense of Dolly's quite like descriptive, a bit like Elizabeth Day, whereas. Caroline is like less descriptive, but like the things she's describing is very visual. Or the things that she describes, like describes like a moment instead of saying like describing what the thing is. She'll describe a moment. It's just very love, very good. No, really, really recommend. And I think it's, I think it's being turned into a, t- yeah. like a TV or a movie. I think it's gotten the rights. The rights were bought. Yeah. Okay, one theatre recommendation for Ireland and one for the UK. If you're in Ireland, in Dublin specifically, there's a new play coming to the Abbey from the 17th to the 29th of July. So get there soon, babeses. It's a play by Kira Elizabeth Smith. I've been trying to go to all of her plays. They're incredible. She's so clever, so smart. And they're one of those ones where you're like, the physical comedy is just as funny as the writing comedy. And you'd be like bent over sideways. Like the last time I got like a pain, like a stitch pain from laughing so much. And her latest play is Lilo and it's on in the Abbey in the Peacock Theatre. Highly recommend. I'm so sad I can't go to that. In London, I went to this play with my mum over the weekend. It's called A Strange Loop. Big American musical. Feel like you've already heard all the songs before. Very catchy. And it's speaking of Inside Out. It's like a big black queer man writing a play about a big black queer man. So it's called A Strange Loop because it's like, it's a play about a play, about a play, about a play, about a play, about a play. So it's a strange loop. And he has like all his different consciousness 
parts of his brain talking to him like self-loathing, like the mother voice <gasps> in your head that you hear, your love, blah, blah. And they're all talking to him. So while he's trying to write the play, he's like getting all these like thoughts in his head and they all sing to him. It's happy, it's sad, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sing. I had to explain to my mom mid-play what a power top was. So uh, luckily we've watched enough Sex and City and it's a sin. <laughs> So we were well prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so funny. She's like, what's a power top? I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, what's so a power funny. top? <laughs> it was very good. Very good. So uh, I don't I'm like, I think it finishes in July as well. So get there soon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I want to go. So as it's like we're out in the sunshine, we're walking around, we're doing our bits, we're having our like, you know, long summer walks. We need some music. And I have a girl band recommendation serving Y2K harmonies like I've never heard before. Oh. They're called Flow, F-L-O. They have a song called Fly Girl and it's like a remix sample version of Missy Elliott's Work It with a Missy Elliott feature. It's like mixing all the good things, making it new. They've got, I've, I just listened to them like, you know, they're like best of on Spotify and they have got such good songs. Apparently they're amazing at Glastonbury. So expecting big things for them. But, you oh. know, while we're having our hot girl summer, this is a great band to get in your ears. They're just really good. And again, it has that like familiarity. Like they nod to the old, but they make it new. <laughs> a bit like Sugar Babes vibe. Or like, but new, funky, fresh. Flow. I want to listen. Go, go, go. <laughs> now, we did movies last week. There's just the three blockbusters. I'm not mentioning Tom Cruise's one, but Barbie, Can't Wait, and Oppenheimer, a great one. But TV-wise, if anybody watched The Bear season one, season two is coming out on the 19th of July on Disney+. Plus. It's very intense, but very, very good. The Bear. The Bear. It's about a, a guy. Okay. It's been nominated for a good few Emmys. It, it's about a guy who comes back from this like really hoity-toity New York Michelin, beyond Michelin star restaurant to look after his family. Yes. Kind of cafe in Chicago. And it's like his journey of retaking over. So yeah, season two, Ed's on a bit of a cliffhanger. So season two, not long. You know, when you kind of forget about a series and then you're like, oh my God, that's back. There's another season, a series called Dave, also coming to Disney Plus, also on the 19th of July. Uh, Dave, it's the third season is coming out. Uh, it's also, some of the seasons are on BBC iPlayer. So it's kind of everywhere. But it's about, it's so funny. It's about this upcoming rapper who's like, the, at the beginning, he's trying to make it big. There's like Kourtney Kardashian's in it. There's low, every famous person alive is in it. I don't know who this guy knows. Oh. Yeah, I don't know who he knows to get him on this show. But it's really like, you know, that kind of like 20 minute comedy with a big emotional punch. And they get really artsy. Like they really take the show in new directions. It, it, it comes away from being like a 20 minute show of just kind of like funny witty back and forths to like actually having like a deeper meaning and they kind of take it to really different places but it's amazing it's really good so I can't wait for that season three and I'm gonna eat my hat here I'm on episode four I think I have one more to watch but I'm just like that I think I've turned a corner I have two what the hell I never thought I'd say this here I am I watched the new one last night they're getting their groove back there's been great little nods to the old seasons oh old like the old flavours 
All we need to do is get rid of Che. Yeah. And then we're in business. <laughs> we are. Like there's lovely nods of like Charlotte in her all Burberry or the Richard. Oh, the, I agree. The dog. You know, there's lots of little continuity bits that work really well. So very much enjoying that. Can't believe it. So look, I'm not, I'm holding my breath, but I think... Like, they're still treating <laughs> Kerry like she's a prude. And it's like, she always was a prude. Great. They're coming out of their lobotomy. Charlotte's less like, Arr. Yeah. Mitzi von Muffling, loving her. That's what I think. When she had that heart to heart with Kerry in the like nail salon or wherever they were. Yeah. That was my turning. I was like, okay, here we go. Okay, back on track. It's just less like. Caricature. Stiff. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like, sorry, Je- Jess is getting her thousand mention. She made a great point about this new season. There's no real New Yorkers in On Just Like That. You always had a sense of New York and the city. And there was like the types of people that you'd meet there because like the extended cast was so vast. But with this new season, there's still no real New Yorkers. These are just like a fantasy of the hyper rich. You're not meeting anyone who's like a New Yorker. And I think that's a fabulous point. But look, I'm actually I'm surprised mm. myself how much I'm enjoying it. Okay, that's on my culture bits. Then to put in your belly is another recipe. Now I know we had our uh, orzo parmesan pasta reco. Here's something of a similar vibe, but a change of taste. So we've got <laughs> rice tray bake. It's ottolenghi. Again, we'll link all these in the show notes. So you put rice and butter into a pan, like a baking dish. Loads of mint crumble feta, olives, pomegranates, bits of seasoning. And then you just put it in the oven and you take it out. And oh my God, you could eat this with a shovel. It is like the most beautiful, lightest summer salad you'll ever eat in your life. And you'll, like me, probably eat half the pan. Then I hope you drink lots of rosé this summer. Strombo rosé. There's a lovely bijou you can get in co-op. There's a bendel you can get in Centra and Super Value. What other things do I have to recommend? After Wimbo Inspo, play some tennis, go for a flop, <laughs> get a pedicure and live your hot girl summer. It's not over yet, bitches. Six weeks to go. And September's always kind of nice as well. So make the most of it. Yeah, September's like good. Think of all the light that I've just spent all day inside. Literally have not left this chair for the whole day. And I'm kicking myself because it gets bright so early. Why don't I go for a morning walk? I should really do that. Or the evenings. Why don't I go for some rosé in the park? Just didn't do that. It's Friday. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put pressure on yourself to get up early and go for a walk. I know, but like my old roommate used to do it and she was, I was so jealous of her. She came back so zen. Oh, the spring in their step. I agree. She used to like go and listen to like an Oprah podcast and come back. What a great start to your day. Yeah. I'm just not a morning girl. Mm. Like I had to get up a quarter to seven today and I it was as if it was three o'clock in the, in the morning. <laughs> so he's on the red eye. So that's it. So I don't think we'll do recommend, recommends this week because that is an overload for y'all. Hope you have a great two weeks. I loved that, Clara. Uh, thank you so much. Great cultural appreciation and an amalgamation of taste. It's jumbled all over the place. We'll link it all in the show notes, but it's together. Now, I'm conscious... You have a sporting event. Yes. So let's sign it out real quick and we're going to catch the listeners. We will be back soon. Just keep an eye on the stories and make sure you subscribe and you'll get a nice notification when we're back. 
Yes. And also don't hesitate to follow us on Instagram at Klazgibana, at Soph underscore Lion. Rate, review, subscribe. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> this is like the Von Trapp family. Yeah. So long. Farewell. I'll be to say goodbye. I'm really conscious. You're late for your match. Uh, Ireland under 20s rugby. Let's go. Slay Queen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.